Welcome to Thought Jar, a podcast from the high school students where guests share their unique perspectives on arts, education, society, and more. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we'll be touching on a very unique and interesting topic, the topic of creativity. And we have three guests here today. Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm in the eighth grade and I'm 13 years old. Today is Friday. Hi, I'm Agnes. I am a young working professional uh, working in the field of education. Hello, I am Sally, who has hosted multiple episodes already, so you should know me, but I am in grade 11 and I'm happy to be here. Cool. So we have some old guests, not old in the okay. sense of age, but old guests and some young guests. <laughs> yes, new in both age and experience. Well, so the first question, let's dive into something concrete. What creative things have you done? When I think about creativity, I guess I tend to veer directly to art. Of course, it's not limited to that, but I do do art. I do do drawing. So that's some creative things I've been doing. Like for art, you don't want it to just be practicing skill. A lot of the times you want to show something through your art and use the skill and medium to do that. So that's a place where you can practice creativity and of course I've also done things like drama where I have found you can be extraordinarily creative even though you're very much limited if you have the imagination to think about acting choices or how you interact with the different actors um, there's unlimited amount of options nearly it's extremely fun so that's also a different creative thing that I've been doing I have memories of um, going to art classes as a child, music classes as a child. And until Sally mentioned it, I forgotten. I had forgotten that I have also been in drama productions as well. Um, I think as of late, I have been enjoying creativity mostly in daily life. Um, daily life, I've enjoyed um, visual, aesthetic, um, creativity. Now my canvas seems to be homes and houses and people and daily life more often. I guess this is the privilege of growing up. One gets to work with um, complicated real objects when one wants to decorate something. Thank you. And Olivia? I think creativity is like inventing something, um, whether it's maybe humor and songs, like more concrete things. And I've never went to art class, but like almost every grown-up I meet, they would comment on my drawings or my songs, maybe. And they would ask me, have you ever been to art class? And then I was surprised them by answering never. Creativity is not limited, as Sally said. Um, everyone has creativity in them, even if you don't know it. Very thoughtful response, which leads to my next question, actually, you already answered a part of it, which is, how do you define creativity? I was thinking about how the book that I read recently on a concept of flow, which has been very popular amongst YouTubers and I guess creative people, they've been talking about the joy that comes, um, not necessarily from finishing something, but from being immersed in the process of making it. How, whether it's sculptors, artists, writers, 
the happiest moment for them in the experience is when they lose track of time and they're lost in、um, the thing that they are doing. For me, creativity often happens when I'm not trying too hard to create something, but rather when I'm studying so hard that it unfolds、um, before me, and its complicated parts surprise me. And by taking one aspect of that, people call me creative. For example, it's almost like. Beauty or reality is full and rich, like a diamond, like crystal. And if I stare hard at it, I start to see shades of color within the crystal. And if I pull one out, whether in writing or in drawing or maybe in a vase of flowers, if I pull one aspect of creation to highlight, then people will think that work is beautiful. Where really my creative work was simply observing, receiving, and.、Um, Presenting to the world. Yeah, what you said about just taking a part of reality and letting people notice it is—it's definitely what some art do really well. And I feel like, yeah, that—that's definitely one aspect of creativity. For defining creativity, I find the question to be very difficult.、Um, my understanding of creativity is about combining ideas. Maybe they're different ideas. Maybe they're familiar ideas. When you put them together, you can come up with something that's not necessarily completely original in the world, which is very hard to do now.、Um, but it's something that that's interesting that makes people think. I guess creativity isn't always about、um, imagination. It may be about yeah, taking something out of reality to highlight it. It's not necessarily about creating something very original. It might be something you believe in. It might be something that's able to resonate with other people. It's about combining things, seeing new possibilities beyond how people always do things. Those are very interesting definitions. I've certainly not heard any of them before, and I think it makes much more sense than the definition you would find on Bing or Dictionary dot com. So, onto more concrete subjects. How do you keep yourself creative? Because I know some people find it to just keep generating creative works and artworks and poetry, and I sometimes wonder how people do that. So, how do you keep yourself creative? It's nice when you meet someone like Sally who organizes、um, bulletin board、um, submissions and will boost creativity, like、um, handing out.、Um, Encouragements to submit works with a deadline, and we'll try to think of something to create. Sometimes I find myself creative at the most inappropriate times, like when I'm doing schoolwork, and I would doodle on my book, and it's all filled up. I had to erase them, which was sometimes very regrettable. So maybe when you're bored. And you can grab a sketchbook to just try and put some ideas down.、Um, you don't have to be nervous about messing up your book. I totally agree with you about boredom. Actually, I used to hate boredom. I think,、um, but it's it's important in that it makes you think, 
right? Your mind starts to connect different ideas. So just having nothing to do is a great way to do something in your head. And it's a great way to be creative. That's definitely true. And to be creative, I would also like just try to find inspiration, look at other people and what they're doing. And of course, if I'm just really not feeling creative, then maybe I need a rest. So I won't force myself too much because right now I'm not doing some sort of work that I must be creative every day. I think a good way to be creative is to have a job and then have hours after work. I think if one is a full-time painter, I think it really has to be a calling if one could put up with um, painting all the time and painting with economic pressure to feed oneself. But the really lovely thing about creativity for most people is that it's supposed to be a source of joy. And uh, and I think the way that I keep doing creative things is when I am realizing that I'm too caught up with my work and I really need an outlet for pouring my energy in. And then I find all sorts of things to occupy myself with. So it's good to have maybe, I think, non-professional creative people actually thinking more about creativity in their lives. Wow, it's really interesting that none of you are like professionally creative. You're not artists, you're not painters, you're not paid to be creative, but you all manage to find time and energy to be creative outside your duties as a student or an education worker. That is really cool. That brings us to my next question. Can creativity be forced or is it more spontaneous? Of course it cannot be forced because sometimes when I have an assignment to be a creative, I suddenly went blank. And sometimes when I have an idea to create, but my hands just don't feel like it. So it can't be forced, but after a while, it gradually comes back. I guess forced is a relative term, but I think it could be forced. There was a college um, photography class, but you'll see, I think we agree about this after I share this example. There was a college photography class where the professor split the class into two halves, and he gave them two different final grade assignments. So all, their whole grade for this, their grade for the whole semester would hinge upon completing one assignment. For group A, their assignment was to take and submit one photo, and their grade for the whole course would be based upon this one photo. And for group B, um, their final grade would be not based upon the quality of any photos, but rather upon a sheer quantity of photos. So their assignment was to submit, I think it was like 500 or 1,000 photos, but none of them would be actually graded for quality. And the professor did this because he wanted to see which group would produce the more creative photo. No surprise, it turned out to be the latter group. The first group of students were so busy, they tended to get into this, I'm looking for the perfect photo mentality, and they would actually not click the shutter and commit to photos. So by failing to practice enough, they actually didn't really develop their technique. And the students who had to take sheer quantity of photos, they often found as they were clicking away um, an application of a technique or an extension of an idea that they hadn't expected or hadn't seen before. And that led to um, creative breakthroughs for them. 
So I think, well, for me, I sometimes feel like I don't have motivation, I don't have creativity, therefore I should just lie around until creativity strikes. I think maybe I need a professor who tells me to just write that many poems or just draw that many drawings and creativity would strike more often if I were forced to pursue it. Your example is really interesting. Definitely creativity sometimes is a process, right? And you just have to do it, start doing something creative. I would also say that it can be forced. People who need to be routinely creative in their profession, for them it works, right? Um, for them it clicks. But maybe for some people, um, forcing creativity is not the best option. There can be less creative solutions, more creative solutions. So forcing may, may let somebody have a creative solution, but it's not the most creative. Very interesting responses. Thank you. So do you prefer being creative on your own or with other people? It depends. Like being creative on your own, you don't really necessarily have to think about if your idea is creative enough. You don't have to worry about other people. But at the same time, the bad thing about being creative on your own and doing artwork on your own is just that um, other people might not be able to understand what you're doing. And the only reaction that you're getting from other people is after you finish or nearly finish say an artwork or something whereas if you're working with other people and being creative together you just get more information and you get more ideas from other people but also it takes practice to be able to help one another develop creative ideas instead of maybe start thinking too much about is this reasonable and then just dragging each other down but I would prefer a mixture like being creative on my own is less pressure for me But being creative with other people is like going into the unknown, right? So there's positive things and negative things. And I would say sometimes it's worth it to do that, but it's so tiring to do that all the time. Oh, so there are upsides and downsides. Olivia? Being creative on your own, you don't need to worry about whether people like it or not. Sometimes you create a piece you really like, but other people don't really appreciate it. With other people... You may have the motivation to outdo yourself. Hmm. I, I was sitting here thinking really hard about when I've ever enjoyed creative work with other people because I don't even remember experiences like that. I think maybe because um, it's something that I do as a way of deep relaxation. And for me, deep relaxation often involves thinking to myself and thinking through things and exploring things. So often I'm doing it on my own. I was thinking about that about what Olivia said and how independence is less pressure. And I was thinking about how maybe before we work with other people, we all have to be okay with being alone. We all have to know our stance, know who we are, be okay with when people don't like what we are, we still stand by our own creative work. Maybe it's when a group of people come together and they will not compromise, or maybe they know who they really are, then the true interdependence, the best cooperation happens. If we have a group of wishy-washy creative people who they're constantly trying to outdo each other and pleasing other people and they don't know what they really have seen in the world, they might not have any spectacular work between them. Um, but first independence, then interdependence, not mutual dependence. I think where 
Um, people know and they have stayed in silence and they have found in solitude something wonderful that they can go out and share with the world. And that's when really cool cooperation happens. You guys' response are certainly much deeper than I thought about the subject. I used to think, look at those cool studios artists have. If I just get a studio like that, I can be creative. But maybe not so. Speaking of which, what kind of community or environment do you think fosters creativity for you? I think of a creative community might not necessarily be a society of artists. I know in history, a lot of artists have, especially good friends, they've moved together to a village to try and start an art utopia. Usually in history, those fall apart. Um, it doesn't work out very well. But I, I found that really creative people, they actually could be ordinary, but they're all very busy celebrating life. I've been with some groups of people where they would proactively take initiative to share with each other a really cool thing they discovered, whether it's a theory in engineering or a flower they found by the road or a poem they read in English class. They come from very different fields, but they're always sharing with one another, and they are certain that the other person would love to see what they have. I think a group that celebrates life together like that, a lot of creative work would be sure to come out from them. Mm, you definitely need a community that's willing to listen to different people. You need somebody who can listen to you and you need to be able to listen to other people. It's about treating maybe all the people in your community equally and just giving a thought to whatever everybody can offer instead of, well, that person's younger than me, so I'm not going to listen to that person. It's sort of the mentality of you can learn from everybody and this group is willing to do that, is willing to listen to one another, is not going to take offense when, say, we give feedback or we, we can praise each other as well. So it's just, yeah, just a community that's good at listening and just good friends, good people, I think, will will just have like creative uh, things come out of them. I think a community where creativity is needed and will be accepted, will foster creativity. Also, a community that lacks creativity will inspire someone to add things to it to make it more bright, make people see the more positive aspect of life. Yeah, definitely. It's not always about being with a lot of competitive people. I feel like sometimes when I'm with very competitive people, I just dumb myself down because they are doing it, why do I need to do that, right? But when you're in a community that actually needs something or and you feel like nobody's doing it, then I can do it. Wow. I think I thought we can all agree that creativity is best where people are accepting and welcoming to your creativity. But I never thought that it could flourish where it is needed. That's a really marvelous thought. Let's draw back a little. I'm going to ask this question. I hope it's an interesting question. What have you encountered recently that you found very creative? This is not recently. I've seen an article online and it's about this Australian artist called Michael P. Derson, Peter D. And he does little cute street installations all over Sydney. Like some things he does is like there's a, a actual wildlife dandelion um, emerging from the cracks of a uh, ground and near a wall, for example. And he would like place teeny tiny little rails beside it. And he adds a little sign on the wall that says, please do not touch. 
it's it's really adorable. It's kind of like making the dandelion a little statue or, or art. He's also done things like there's a small patch of grass、um, within this large concrete road, and then he put a sign on there that says "Island for Sale." This paradise can meet all your needs, like that. I think what he talked about was that he wanted to engage people with the public environment or things like that. He he definitely has a purpose, but his art is. It's really interesting. Oh, and one more thing he did was also like there's this bench in the park, and then he had the sign on there: "History of awkward silences in the area." And <laughs> it's really funny. I guess the the thing about it is just he combines these very familiar things, but in a very different, weird context. And of course, he plays with scale, right? The big dandelion with teeny tiny rails beside, which is. Interesting.、Uh, it makes you think, I guess, because it's unexpected, and a lot of things that are creative are kind of unexpected. Because they are unexpected, they make you think about why did he do that? Which is probably one thing the artist wants to do. But yeah, that's something I've seen online. I just felt like it was really interesting. Like it's not those kind of artists, like. Very dark, or trying to talk about issues that make me go a little、um, dark inside. But it's just like it's very cute little installations, but it still has so much creative things inside and so much things you can think about. That sounds really cute. I have to look up this guy.、Um, and it reminded us of a very good point that creativity doesn't have to be dark or cynical. It can be just. You know, rails around the dandelion. Speaking of、um, more non-dark and non-cynical art, one moment that I、um, found myself really excited and carried away recently was actually inspired by, I think, creativity. Maybe we have bursts of it when we really want to capture something we've experienced before. I I was recently hit by a wave of nostalgia for I think it's the oncoming cold weather for Christmas. Not necessarily as something, but the the only Christmas I've ever spent with an American family, and that family had a tradition of also celebrating folk. Scandinavian festivals of light, but they just had a lot of traditions, and I got hit recently just by a wave of missing them. And I thought to myself, what could I do? I to reproduce or to recreate the life that I remember. The cozy. They have five kids. They love tradition. They love culture. They love music. They love cozying up to each other with a book after after dinner, reading aloud Winnie the Pooh to each other. And I was thinking, what could I do to recreate that experience in my own life? And that put forth a burst of. Activity where I was shuffling furniture around in national holiday, I was、um, clearing out all my shelves and buying new ones. I looked into Anne of Green Gables esque nightgowns、um, because there are people who still wear nightgowns, and all that that represents about family.、Um, Yeah. So what's interesting is I have realized that those things are creative efforts. Only just a few minutes ago, I realized that I was creating not for an audience, but I was using my own life to stage a play, the kind of life that I want. Me as the main character with the props, with the stage. How do I want to live out my life? Maybe with not even an audience to watch. But the kind of life of my dreams—how do I live it out and make it real? I think 
that has been the creative project I've been involved most of the time lately. That is really cool. I've never thought common things like the things you mentioned can be creative, but it also makes me think of how creative is. If you just look at the word, it's about creating, trying to make something that may not exist before you look at it. Well, recently I found these magnet strips on a blackboard, and every day people would. Arrange these little magnetic strips into different pictures. Once there was a Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows symbol, and then there's a little man、mm-hmm. and circles. And once I tried myself, I wrote bored. It's really creative, just like、um, Sally's example about the dandelion. It's small, and not many people notice it, but it makes people. A lot of creative things. Maybe it's just you have this feeling, and you follow it. Like even though it makes you look a little ridiculous, if other people see it, right? And it's about following that feeling, following your curiosity. That can yield many creative things. Awesome! Thank you, guys. We come to our very last question. How does creativity make life better? Ours. I I was just imagining a world without creativity, and then I suddenly realized it would be very bad indeed. Everything that I love seemed to have been the fruit of someone creative. I guess in order to survive, I only need bread, water, and perhaps a rock for a pillow. I bet that would suffice. <laughs> However, we are more than just the body. We have. Souls and spirits, and I think creativity. Every creative person that I know who has touched me has had something to say about the world that is invisible to the naked physical eye. It takes the heart to see. I guess painters do this; they paint things that seem familiar to us, but really they capture something that is in the realm of ideas. And I, so I think, without creativity, my soul might be very, very hungry. Without people who see beauty, observe beauty, translate beauty, and present beauty, my soul would be very、um, dry. And I guess I could live, but really, I don't know what kind of an existence there would be if it were merely physical. I just wanted to share a story about a、uh, an American Japanese artist, Makoto Fujimura. He's a Modern artist who paints with the ancient Japanese technique of nihonga, which uses crushed jewels or gemstones to paint. It's incredible. But when he was a poor, starving young artist with a young wife, there was one day they had literally no money left except for a few dollars to buy a can of tuna that night. And when he got home, he found that his wife had spent the money and had brought home a bouquet of flowers. He got very stressed because he realized that they weren't going to have dinner that night. But his wife said, "We need to feed our souls too." Although she's not the artist, he is. And she reminded him that sometimes, if you have only money enough to feed your tummy for one night or to buy flowers, you have to choose to buy flowers. So I think that says something to me about the role of creativity in life. That's such an interesting story. Thanks for sharing that.
Yeah, uh, creativity just brings you a lot of joy, I guess. Um, if you're always following the rules, doing everything, I guess you can be efficient. So, so I guess the downside of creativity is that a lot of creative ways to do things don't necessarily work, and you need to fail at some things. It doesn't turn out so well. You're not very efficient because you're trying something that. Doesn't necessarily come up as the ordinary way to do things. Well, a lot of times procedures and rules and efficiency are there so that you can have the free time to be creative and to try those unknown things. Creativity gives us a break from the boring daily life like schoolwork. But、um, I was reading The Lord of the Rings, and I think that Tolkien is very creative when he. Like organize this whole history of Middle Earth, and their language and their personalities. But I feel that he's gotten into too much creativity. That I was lost on the main point. Yeah, because creativity is just like decorating a normal, dependable thing into something inviting. I have a question for Olivia, if that's okay. So is A creative person responsible for making sure that what he's trying to communicate goes through. If he makes his message annoying, long, boring, then he has failed in his creativity. Maybe not failure, but the message hasn't gotten through. It's just need a little bit practice and editing to make this more. Simpler for people to understand. There's a saying how to say a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, words can be creative too, but if it's too long, a picture can describe it concisely and more colorfully. I think Olivia has brought up a really excellent point about what creativity brings. I think at the core of creativity there is communication. Creativity connects people because it expresses something. It echoes beauty and expresses it, restates it again to other people, and without creativity, I guess we would lose all those beautiful echoes of beauty,、um, and we would lose connection between people and the joy of connecting with other people. Thank you all very much for sharing. This has been an incredibly deep conversation. We've touched on how to be creative, why you need to be creative, and what creativity is. I think it's impossible to answer that question satisfactorily. But to all those who are listening, I believe this episode is both for thought and maybe inspiration, and it could be a starting point for those of you who want to go deeper into creativity and explore what your own hands and mind can do. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and keep tuning in to Thought Jar as always. Thank you.